friends. Uh, welcome to This Good Word. I'm calling this the Little Falls edition <laughs> because I am up here in Little Falls, Minnesota. It's in the heartbeat in the center of Minnesota, and I'm here because I'm taking a class. So uh, I, I got to tell you, taking classes are not my favorite thing in the world to do, but this one has not been bad, and I have met some new people, met some new friends, and it's all good. I'm taking a class to get ordained. Now, some of you may think, why in the heck? I mean, I thought you've been a pastor forever. I have been 22 years, but it's mostly been in non-denominational churches. So I'm now in a denomination where I'm getting ordained for a number of reasons that I don't really want to get into right now, but that's the deal. Now, Little Falls people, if there are any Little Falls listeners, which I sort of have my doubt, my doubts that there are, uh, some friends and I from the class are going to be at Starry Eye Tap Room. There's a new tap room in Little Falls. We're going to be enjoying some beers. And uh, if you are in Little Falls and you are someone that maybe attends uh, a tap room from time to time, frequents a tap room, come and say hi. I would love to meet you. Starry Eye Brewery. Uh, that is going to be actually. Uh, I should say I'm, I'm I'm recording this on Wednesday night, so I really mean tonight, Thursday night, uh, November whatever that is, sixteen, seventeen, fifteen. I would love to meet you. Um, but really, what I wanted to talk about for this special Little Falls edition is I I wanted to talk about some strategies for tending your soul in this era slash epoch slash time when things are just so incredibly volatile and intense and polarized and our tensions are way up the conversations everything even if we want to have a good conversation it turns into a fight um the the volume is just turned all the way to 11 it's crazy town and so I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking to you about some strategies that I use. Actually, um, and this is a little off-brand for me to have like five strategies, but I, I really thought about it. Like, what are some things that I do right now that might be helpful to talk about as a way to protect, guard uh, your own soul during this time when we are so overwhelmed by all the information and all the reaction to everything? Um, but we're also addicted to it. Do you know what I mean by that? Like we we would say we are absolutely done with it and we want to just get off of, we want to go off the grid. But then it's like we, we, you know, it's like smelling the rotten milk in the milk carton. Like you have to keep smelling it even though you know it's rotten. Um, it, it, I don't know if anyone does that, um, but I do. Anyway, um, so I wanted to talk about these five strategies that I am trying these days in order to stay sane and more than stay sane to tend my soul. So the first strategy is uh, the table. Table. And what I mean by that is I, Mary and I, my wife and I, have um, increased the frequency of having certain friends over. 
And there's this little group of friends that we have that come over quite often, like a couple times a month, even more sometimes. And what we do is we talk, we usually cook a meal and sometimes it's a big meal and sometimes it's a, you know, just thrown together leftovers meal. It doesn't really matter what the meal is, but we eat together. We drink a little wine together and we really talk and we generally talk about each other's like how we're really doing, our hearts, our souls, the ups, the downs, the the things that are happening in our lives that feel like terrifying or um, we, where we feel alone. We, we're not sure exactly what to do about a certain thing. And, and of course, we laugh a lot too, because that's just what happens. But um, we, I, and I was thinking about this, we, we generally don't talk about world events. Now, I think it's really important to stay engaged in what's happening in the world. I absolutely think that's true. On the other hand, I feel like um, th there are also times when you're with dear friends to say, it is okay to shut the world out right now and just focus on each other and ask each other questions. Uh, several weeks ago, uh, one of my friends started talking and she was sharing this really, really intense thing that was happening in her life. And I remember leaning forward in my seat and really just engaging with the moment and with her. And I remember distinctly feeling a sense of joy, not in what she was going through, but in the sense that I got to go through it with her. Like I, I was all in with her and I wanted to communicate that. And I didn't wanna be anywhere else during that time. I just, I wanted to be with this little group of people at that moment. And, um, you know, so so we do that. So we are starting just to say, hey, we need that more and more these days. And I think it's because the rest of life just feels honestly like it's teetering and skittering off into uh, a realm of insanity that I have never experienced in my 47 years. And I need a group of people around a table to reground me. And so the first strategy I'm using is table. Uh, the second one is off. And what I want to challenge you to do here is something I'm really bad at, but I'm getting better at. And that is to really define what are the times of the day that you are going to check Twitter and the news and you're going to get on Donald Trump's Twitter account just to see what's going on. Uh, and you're going to figure out who's responding to what Roy Moore allegation, and you're going to figure it out, and you're going to listen to it, and you're going to see if there's another shooting. My gosh, I just can't believe the amount of shootings in our country um, and how many uh, are happening every week these days. It's so brutal. But you're going to pick times of the day where you're going to connect into those things, and then you're going to pick times of the day where you're shutting it off, gang. I really think we need to reclaim certain times of the day. And those times, I believe, are early in the morning and late at night. There should be a time in the morning where you wake up where you actually don't grab the phone and do your scroll through email, Twitter, Facebook, CNN, Fox News, whatever it is, where you say, no, I'm going to make my tea. I'm going to sit and meditate for 10 minutes. I'm going to stare out the window, even if it's dark. I'm going to maybe do my workout without doing all the checking. And then, you know, sometime after dinner, um, maybe you're getting the kids to bed. Maybe you're reading a book where you just say, I'm done for the night. 
the world's gonna gonna keep spinning without me. Um, Twitter's gonna keep um, being Twitter without me. My friends that want to check in on Twitter with me are gonna realize that pretty soon that I don't do Twitter after eight o'clock anymore because it's not good for my soul. One of my friends just said um, that she actually gave up social media for quite amount, quite a long amount of time because she was actually um, she couldn't sleep at night and was becoming physically ill because of um, the actual. Um, trauma that was happening to her mind and soul based on what she was reading on social media. And yes, I call it trauma. So I really think it's time to get kind of serious about um, naming the times where you're going to be on and naming the times where you're going to be off and um, go through some withdrawal. That's okay. You're going to make it. You're going to be fine. But um and especially, man, when you are around a table with someone, when you're at, out to lunch or coffee or drinks with someone, you know, don't don't put that phone up on the da- up on the table, gang. Keep it in the car. Keep it in your pocket. Turn it off. Turn it to silent. If that thing buzzes, the physiological need you have to check that is so strong that it's like you almost can't not check it. So. Um, leave it in your in your work bag. Leave it in your car. Um, let's let's do this for each other as an act of just um, uh, being gentle with each other and respectful of the space that we're sharing. So table, then off. Then the next one is different. Different in in this time of polarization where we're so absolutely uh, driven and tempted to write people off on the basis of on the basis of what they believe politically or religiously or any number of categories we are going to choose our tribes carefully and we're going to write someone off really 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 quick on the basis of very little information. And we're going to think that every single person that thinks that way, voted that way, believes this way, is exactly like the caricature that you have in your mind about what that person thinks, believes, votes. And so, um, you know, I made a friendship with someone. I mean, I, I, I was already friends with them, but I decided to spend a little more time with them. And we believe some very different things politically. And I knew I respected this person. He's a great dude. And we just have had some go-arounds about certain things politically. So I decided to get a little closer to him. And he decided to get a little closer to me. And so now when certain things come up, we ask each other, hey, regarding this certain piece of news, please tell me how you see that. Tell Tell me how you're thinking about that. So before I can, you know, quickly um, tune him out or people that believe maybe the same thing that he believes politically, I have a chance to really listen. And what I found is there's just, um, you know, this sounds obvious, like, of course, you're going to find this, but that people that believe differently than me have some really good reasons, some logical, intellectual, relational, emotional reasons that are sound for believing that. And they actually help me think in a broader way. Now, my goal in this is not to think like him. It is to understand him 
and to have an environment where someone that's different from me is understanding me. This is so incredibly huge. And what I'm finding is it's so much harder for me when I read someone's tweet or, or think about something, some piece of news that's happening on the internet or whatever, to immediately, um, it's, it's getting so much harder for me to immediately just write off someone that believes something differently than I do. I actually am getting more curious about saying, I wonder why they think that. Now, again, I'm not trying to agree with them on everything. That, that's not the point. The point is to understand. The point is to listen. The point is to be understood and have a sacred space where we can actually have some dialogue. And maybe that dialogue gets heated. That's okay. We're friends. Maybe the dialogue uh, needs to be pushed several uh, layers deeper. And maybe that takes a little while to happen. That's okay. So it's really important for me these days where everything, everyone's running to the extremes. Everyone's running to their tribe. Everyone's quickly writing people off. It's really been important to me to get around some people that are different from me so that I can listen to them. So table, off, and different. And then the fourth thing that I've been using in order to save my soul, to tend to my soul, I'm going to say the word voice, because I really do think it's really important for every single person to have some moments and to have some environments where your actual voice that is unedited can be used, where you can say really what it is that you're feeling, thinking, without having to feel like it's super sewn up or super defended or that it makes a ton of sense. I really think you need to have some environments where you can kind of go off. And um, maybe that's a friendship. Maybe that maybe that's a blog that you just say, man, I, I'm going to write what I think and I'm going to turn off comments because I really don't want comments. Um, but I am going to write what I think and I'm not going to worry about um, making sure it's 100% completely baked. Sometimes when we wait too long to have our voice be out there, it's just, it's, it's not um, like the moment, the, the, the moment of brilliance sort of passes because we spend so much time trying to edit what we think and trying to maybe soften what we think or trying to make it make sense to everybody. And then your voice gets completely lost in the edit button. And I think we all need environments where we can really share what we think um, <clears throat> without too much fear of it, of getting squashed. Now, I'm, I'm you know, this is why for some of you, um, like a blog or a, a, um, a podcast would not be a good idea because maybe if you share your stuff, you're going to get slammed. Uh, people are going to disagree with you online publicly. People are going to troll you and woo, that's tough. So you got to pick that wisely. Now, for some of you, you don't care. You're like, man, bring on the trolls. I know how to deal with trolls. I'm going to say what I say anyway. Bring on the trolls. I can deal with the trolls. Uh, and that is fantastic. But you have to pick the environment. It might be a monthly 
rant dinner where you and four friends can just rant about the things that you need and want to rant about. Uh, I mean, wouldn't that be fun? It's like, I'm not talking about a cynical, completely downer fest. I'm talking about just saying what you believe, saying what you think, knowing that that you're not going to get an immediate, like, uh, why do you think that? Maybe someone that will hear your um, not very well put together rantings and ramblings and say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you don't have to worry about waking up the next morning and re-clarifying what you said. You need a space where you can find your voice. And I think this is just, this is big. This is a big, 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 big deal. So find a voice. Um, Okay, the last one is the one that I need the most growth in. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I kind of suck at this last one. And you may be surprised. The people that know me well aren't surprised. But... And the last one is play, play. So this table group that um, that I, I and we don't call it table group, but I'm just talking about these friends that I that I gather around the table with to tend my own soul. Um, one of the times uh, that we were all together, there was a bunch of our bunch of the kids were there too, and someone said, "Okay, we're going to go down to this field that's just right down the hill from our house, and we're going to play soccer." And I used to play soccer growing up. I like soccer, but I'm like. Uh, I don't want to play soccer. You know, we were just kind of starting to make dinner and it just kind of felt like uh, I'm not in the mood for that. But it was like I got overruled. I mean, the person that was, it was one of the adults that was um, saying, (laughs) they're basically like, I don't care. We're going down there. We're all going down there and and you're, you're part of it. So let's go. So, um, so my buddy, um, and I'll say his name cause he doesn't care, but my buddy, Micah, he, he, um, someone let me borrow, uh, this John Deere tractor to mow my lawn. Right. So they, 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 they moved or whatever. And so I'm just kind of permanently storing it for them, but I'm also using it. So he's like, oh, wow. Tractor. He goes, let's, let's fire this up. And so he fired it up and drove it all the way down to the soccer field. It's so hilarious. And so, um, my son Isaac set up the goals and Isaac's really good. And, uh, some of the other kids are really good too. And then some of us adults are out of shape and we're running around and we're kicking and, and me and Micah are trying to, you know, like we're actually getting kind of competitive about it, but neither one of us are in good shape. So we're, we're winded and we're dying and it was so fun. You guys, oh my gosh. And we didn't play for that long. We maybe played for a half an hour and then we went back up you know, and we continued to make dinner and then we had dinner and we laughed and we were kind of sweaty and gross. And, but it was fun. It was just fun to kind of lose a sense of time. You know, when you're playing soccer or playing Settlers of Catan or playing Risk or playing cards or I don't know, whatever it is for you. Um, we need to play more. We are so serious these days, gang. We are, we are, we are taking ourselves so seriously and I'm the worst offender. It's like when, whenever someone asks me, Hey, you know, like what, what, what hobbies do you have? I'm like, I don't have any hobbies. I read books. I mean, can I count that as a hobby? And they're like, no, you can't count reading as a hobby. That's not a hobby. Is it fun? I'm like, it's totally fun. It's relaxing. They're like, no, that does not count. So I am on the hunt for a fun hobby, a kind of thing where I have a sense of play, where I have a sense of adventure, where I have a sense of losing 
uh, track of time where um, I'm not thinking about the next podcast. I'm not thinking about the next sermon. I'm not thinking about the world and how it's so broken and it needs, you know, someone should write a book and call it whole, you know, <laughs> restoring what's broken in me, you, and the entire world. I mean, that, that book needs to be written. <laughs> See how intense I am. Um, so I, so that's one of my major, um, I was about to call it a goal, but then that sounded so serious. Um, play is one of my things that I'm very curious about these days. And I think it's going to save my life. I think it's going to tend to my soul. So I have another friend, his name's Kyle, and he is just one of the funniest people on the planet. So, uh, and I just had a chance to spend a couple hours with him one morning, a couple weeks ago. And man, this guy, I just, he's, he's the kind of guy that I probably would spend, like I, I would, I, he would be a weekly, uh, coffee for me, you know, if we could do it, if we weren't so, if we weren't taking ourselves so seriously and, you know, if we didn't feel like we, oh, we can't do that. We're both pastors. We're so busy. (laughs) So stupid. Um, anyway, play is one of the big, big things that I have on my mind, these days because I think if I'm going to take the word, the world seriously, and we really need to, there are things that are broken that really do need some real creative thinkers and some really courageous people to get on the solution side. I mean, no doubt. Uh, and it's a big deal and it's serious and we need to be about it. But the only way, this is my thesis. If you need a thesis for a podcast, which you don't, my thesis is if you um, want to be serious about getting on the solution side, about wholeness and restoration, you absolutely need to do some of these things. You need to be about play. You need to have a chance where your voice can just be spoken out loud, unedited, unbaked, where you can say it and not fear that someone's going to edit you. You need to have a table of friends where you can eat and laugh and cry together. You need to have some times where the stimulus, the stimuli are turned off. So your phone's off, your computer's off, you're not checking Twitter, email, Facebook. You're not, you're you're unplugging from the constant stream of of information that bombards you. You're you're saying off. Um, So uh, table, voice, uh, off, play, and different. And I think um, you need to, again, you need to get around people who are different from you so that you can know that different people can listen to you and and understand you. That's a great gift. But also that people that are different from you, you can understand. Uh, Gang, I I really think that this, these practices, uh, we need to start getting more intentional about so that we have some energy in the tank uh, for our own souls and also for the troubles of the world. Otherwise, I just think we're going to be zombies walking around, staring at our cell phones on an endless loop of Twitter, email, Facebook, Instagram, uh, CNA, and Fox News, real Donald Trump. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's time to take control, to take our lives back, to take our soul back, to start to understand what Uh, a sense of rhythm is around play and relationship and news. And we need to start getting those things back in balance, right? Can I get an amen? So this, this was my little falls edition on survival, how to survive and tend to our souls regarding, um, how to live in this toxic world. 
and I hope it's been helpful. I would love to hear what how you would add to the list. So like, you know, uh, I am going to still keep checking Twitter uh, and Facebook just during certain times of the day. So uh, either email me or tweet at me, Steve Weens. Email me, Steve at steveweens.com um, and tell me. What, how would you add to the list? I gave you five. I'd, I'd love to hear how you would add to the list. And again, Little Falls people, uh, Starry Eye Brewery, uh, tonight, whatever date it is, uh, Thursday, November, I think it's going to be 16th. Uh, I think that's what the date is. So if you're listening to this today as it's coming out and you live in Little Falls, let's do it, you guys. Uh, it's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, we are dust and breath. We're limited and limitless. We're human and holy. And my friends, we're in it together. Grace and peace. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow me on Facebook at Steve Weens Author, Twitter at Steve Weens, and Instagram at Steve Weens. And you can find all my work, all my books, the show notes, all kinds of other fun stuff on my website, steveweens.com. And please consider supporting me on Patreon. Lots of fun benefits for all levels of patrons. Check it out at patreon.com slash this good word. The truth was you knew you were losing that fight in your suburban back.